listeners to episode Deuce Deuce on the Big Gold Belt podcast. We have everybody here except D-Wayne. Uh, D-Wayne has to do some daddy duties on this 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to everybody across uh, the world, even though it's America's birthday, but still everybody can celebrate for just another reason today. Um, let's go ahead and introduce everybody as we review the Beast in the East uh, special pay-per-view for the WWE on this morning. Uh, start with Aaron. Aaron, how are you feeling this morning? I'm doing okay. A little sleepy. A little sleepy. I understand. Getting up early, especially you. It's 4.30 on Central Yeah, time. it's 4.30 here in the Midwest, but uh, nevertheless, happy 4th to everybody. Excellent, excellent. Dr. M, what's going on? Doing pretty well. Happy 4th, gentlemen. Same to you, same to you. And two chains. How are you feeling on this day? Very sleepy. And happy 4th <laughs> to everybody. Yeah, we're a little bit sleepy because it's still very early in the morning. I think nobody had their breakfast or coffee yet. But we'll do this to try to get you a little bit of entertainment on this Saturday morning. Uh, fresh review right off the Beast in the East episode. We're going to try to debut a new segment, uh, like a buy or sell segment. It's, it's basically buy or sell certain topics of the pay-per-view as we review it. Um, buy or sell is definitely a popular segment that's used throughout many podcasts or a TV segments. So we're going to try to put our own twist to it. And like I said, about three or four topics we're going to try to buy or sell. Um, two chains, let's start with you. Um, let's buy or sell this opening match. We had Chris Jericho versus Neville. Are you buying or selling Neville not going over and Jericho getting the win? Um, opening match, I am very much so. Uh, follows my predictions, and um, it just makes sense. Uh, overall... I think that uh, I mean, look, like like I said in the predictions, why bring Jericho to have him lose? So, very much so. Doctor M, how about you? Are you buying or selling Jericho going over here instead of Neville? Uh, I agree with two chains here. Uh, I originally predicted, or I guess I said I, I wanted Neville to win. Uh, I, I didn't really see the value in having him lose. But looking at this match, uh, first of all, it was an excellent match. Um, probably, well, certainly second place for, for in terms of quality of matches for tonight. And, uh, yeah, I agree with two chains. I like that Jericho went over. And uh, I hope, obviously, Jericho is kind of only doing house shows right now. But this would be a great feud um, if WWE could make it happen. And I don't know if I thought that before, but I definitely think it now. Hey, hey, Ron, how about you? Are you buying the settle? Make it a clean sweep? Yeah, I'm going to buy here. I also predicted Neville, but I'm okay with Jericho going over because he put over Finn Balor on the July 3rd show in Tokyo because they ran two shows, one on the network, one not. And kind of like 2 Chains said, you can't... It, it doesn't make Jericho a special attraction if he loses every time we see him on TV. So, like, I get it. Um, I kind of wish they would have maybe had, like, an end-of-match embrace, like, shake of the hands, Jericho kind of... Puts him over that way, but, you know, maybe like Dr. M said, this is something they can revisit down the line. I think this would be a tremendous WrestleMania match if Jericho's interested in working. I would agree as well, and I would buy as well to make it a clean four. Um, one thing I really like that Jericho did, he really dominated the match, and I hope he did it for two reasons. One, just to show that he still has it in the ring, and two, maybe if you add this element to Tough Enough when he comes back on Tuesday to say to these, you know, contestants that's on the show that, hey, this is how you sell a match. This is how you dominate a match. Because he really 
dominated and controlled the whole match. And even though Neville had his bright spots, you could just tell Jericho was the ring general of, of the two. And that just shows veteran leadership, still trying to make the other opponent look good, but still trying to make sure you know that you're one of the greatest of all time in your in your sport. So I really buy Jericho the way it was performed here, and I thought it was well done. Um, let's go by cell number two. Finn Balor is the new NXT champion, um, in which most of us predicted that he would go over here. Um, so are you buying or selling uh, Finn Balor as your new NXT champion? Uh, let's start with uh, Dr. M. Let's go with you first. Definitely buying. I think it's... I think he's more than ready to, to be NXT champion. I, I like seeing him at, at the top uh, of that portion of WWE. And as is the case with most of the past NXT champions, I, I hope this is a chance for Finn Balor to sort of catapult himself eventually to a main spot on the uh, main roster. Aaron, let's go to you next. Are you buying the son of him as an NXT champion? Oh, I'll double down by on it. I thought it was a great match. Uh, I think, like Dr. M alluded to earlier, definitely the best the best match of the show by far. A lot of good near falls. Um, Kevin Owens really played the heel role up to a T. And I don't know if sometimes he gets enough credit for that. Um, like, at one point, he was like, I think he was going to do, like, a high spot off the ropes. And then instead, he uh, reached in and put in the chin lock. And looked at the camera and said, I hate this country. I'm not doing anything exciting for you people. And, like, that was just... That was great. It was so great. And, um, yeah, I was... I liked that they didn't shake hands after the match. And um, off the air before we got on, and 2 James can talk more about this, he was noticing that when they put the camera on Hideo Itami ringside watching this match, he, he was clapping, but he looked less than enthused and right. not very pleased about Finn Balor. So I think that that's going to kind of be your NXT feud in the fall when he's back and healthy in, I think, September or October. But yeah, definitely buy a great match. Happy for Finn Balor. Two chains, how you feel about that? Just like what Aaron said, you made comments, you know, off air about how Hideo Tommy was looking during this match and even after this match. Um, are you buying or selling maybe two things with this, the NXT champion for Finn Balor and a future feud between him and Hideo Tommy? How do you buy or selling on those points? Oh, absolutely fine, and there's nothing else I can add. Uh, and Ron took my thoughts out of my mouth. Exactly the same feeling. Excellent. Now, as much as I felt this pay-per-view was good on those two matches, the pay-per-view took a bad turn with this main event for me. Um, I will be honest, I did not even particularly watch any of this main event. It went about 30 minutes as far as total time, if you include the ring entrances as well. Are we buying or selling uh, John Cena and Dolph Ziggler versus Kane and Bad News Barrett as the main event, or should the main event should have been the NXT Championship like we would have predicted? Aaron, let me start with you. Are you buying or selling the main event with John Cena, or is it a time to tell that Cena does not always need to be in the main event on even world matches? I mean, I get why they did it, but I'm going to sell it because I agree it was... It was probably really exciting for those fans in Tokyo who don't get to see, you know, WWE come live as often as we do. Like, we're, you guys just had Raw in D.C. and none of you attended. We have Raw here in Chicago this upcoming Monday, and I'm not planning to attend. Like, we have many opportunities to see these guys, and they don't in Japan. So I get it. And uh, John Cena is still the face of the company. So on a global level, you know, you've got to put him in the main event because that's the face of your company and you're trying to establish your brand deeper and um, 
in an international market. But as far as this show in particular, I definitely sell it. The high point was the Finn Balor title win, and to not end with that, and um, that uh, that Japanese Hall of Famer, I'm having a hard time pronouncing his name, but to not end with that on kind of such a high note, that was a little disappointing for me. And like you said, it was... It was kind of a boring match. I think it was very much standard house show tag match fodder or something that we see far too often in Raw main events. So, yeah, definitely going to sell here. Two chains, how about you? Are you buying and selling John Cena as the main eventer? Um, I also predicted this as well, and so I'm definitely going to buy this. I mean, it just makes sense. It's the, like I say, he's the Kobe Bryant in the WWE, no matter you know, who he plays or, you know, what their record is, you know, they 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 want to see the main guy. That's the main guy, point blank. Kobe Bryant had in in um in overseas uh, basketball games had a bigger draw than Yao Ming and that's just the same as with um John Cena over any other WWE superstar. And Dr. M, how about you? Are you buying or selling John Cena still as a main eventer, especially in world matches? Uh, I'm selling in part because, actually, it's not so much John Cena being in the main event. And same, I guess same would go for Dolph Ziggler. But obviously the Owens and Finn Balor match, I, I think, should have been the main event. And to have a main event featuring Bad News Barrett, who probably has the most ridiculous gimmick in WWE right now. And Kane, and this is probably just my personal bias coming in, but I'm sick of seeing Kane in every single main event on WWE. Uh, Honestly, it just, it didn't make sense to me. Uh, If you're going to have Cena and Dolph, I I wish their opponents would have been people with a little bit more credibility right now. So I'm selling Okay, and then one disappointing thing is probably the biggest disappointment for me. I felt like he probably could have opened the show if he was still on the card. The Cesaro match um, was taken off the card, even though this uh, pay-per-view is only two hours, which we expected and knew. Um, but Cesaro's match was eliminated from the card. Um, Dr. Emma, just go right back to you. You are a Cesaro fan, a huge Cesaro fan. Um, how do you feel about his match being off the card? Do you buy or sell it? Do you think he should have been on this uh, card? Uh, selling it, I, he most certainly should have been on this card. Uh, especially, I don't understand, you know, how some superstars' momentum just gets cut short. And I'm sure we can all think of plenty of examples of that happening in the past. But from from a booking perspective, and again, I, I don't know much about how this works, but why not continue the momentum that Cesaro built from just a few days ago and have him come out in front of these Japanese fans who we know would appreciate his, his strong style, his technical style. Uh, I think that was a mistake on WWE's part. Mm-hmm. I, I would completely agree with that too, James. How about you buying the selling Cesaro not in this card at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it doesn't make no sense. If you're going to announce something like that, then, you know, why not? Uh, he's no slouch. Uh, everybody can contend with that, but it just makes no sense. Aaron, how about you? Man, they should have just had the show go two and a half hours, like what was another 30 minutes, especially for those fans who, like I said before, don't get 
to see WWE live like we do so often here in the States. So I'm going to sell also. And uh, just realized, you know, after the Kofi Kingston beat down the Brock match, New Day came out and got beat down, and that match got cut too because on the advertised card, the uh, New Day tag team, uh, which removed Kofi from that, was supposed to face the Lucha Dragons, so we missed that match yes. too. And that was yes. one that we had talked about on our preview that we were all kind of looking forward to because we're all pretty, you know, big on Kalisto. So, yeah, definitely right. selling the cut matches. They could have extended it by a half hour and got those two matches on the card. Especially, I don't know, why not, man, you know? Right. It's not like you got to put a time limit on yourself. It's your network. It's your show. And it's only Saturday morning. If you got people up to watch the the special event or the pay-per-view, you know, why not just go all out? You yeah. know, we have people, t- you know, tweeting worldwide, you know, number one trending, of course, and if you're at 5.30, 5.30, it's not going to be no big difference between 5.30 and 7.30, so I would completely agree. Um, as we get ready to close out this quick review, I uh, just wanted to do an introduce a little buy and sell segment. Um, last thing I want to do is, is grades, and do you feel like this should happen again? Maybe a pay-per-view done in England or a pay-per-view done somewhere else. Do you think this is going to be a future trend for the WWE? So grades, and did you like the fact that you had to get up early or, you know, for some people, some people got up late, or did you feel like this is a good thing for the future as far as using your network? So, Aaron, let's start with you. Grades and um, the future use of international pay-per-views. I'm, I really dug the uh, international pay-per-view that we got here. Like, I was too young to ever order those ones they did from, like, England growing up. I mean, you can see that they're listed on the network, especially in the Attitude Era, era they would do like one a year. Um, didn't always have big storyline consequences. Obviously, today's did with the NXT title switch. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I actually was pleased with everything that I saw except for the main event. I know we didn't touch on the Divas much, but I enjoyed you know, what that match was too. Naomi had to tag out for Tamina because she had a family issue here in the States, I guess. But uh, I was pleased to see Tamina get a spotlight and... All the matches were fun up through up until the main event, and very happy for Finn Balor. So a seven out of ten. Excellent. Two chains. What about your grade and futureness of uh, international pay per views? Um, I thought one, it was a good thing for uh, the fans and the crowd. Obviously, the crowd didn't care who was heel, who was face. Um, I definitely liked the fact that it was um, live, um, despite the time. I think it was. I think it was cool. Um, like me and Aaron alluded to in the uh, preview, that we both watched the, um, the new Jap- the new Japan uh, pay per view. What was that? Was it in January? Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom yeah. was like yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. It was yeah. the same weekend as I think when the NFL playoffs started. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty cool. That was a fun experience, and um, I thought this was pretty cool too. Uh, as far as uh. You know, for future endeavors, uh, I think they should stick with it. I don't think it hurts anything. Um, for the sake of all the internet fanboys, of course, somebody's going to find something to complain about. But um, just for the simple fact for the fans to be able to, to uh, have this, uh, I think they should keep on doing it. It's just, it's just basically, um, uh, it's basically a house show that's televised. In other words, yeah. And a lot of those, some of those house shows actually. Um, end up becoming. Um, did you did you hear that rumor type of sensation on the internet? And instead of us not being able to see it, you know, like those dark matches when Samoa Joe wrestles and stuff like that. Instead of us not being able to see it, you are able to see it. So I think it's cool. But uh, uh, my rating for it, I, I 
can't really rate it because it's not really a pay-per-view in my eyes. It's just a house show that is for the fans. So for, so for the fans, um, I think overall decency, I think it's about uh, eight. But other than that, for just rating it as a pay-per-view, I just have to give it an N.A. Okay, Dr. M, how about you? I would give this an 8 out of 10, I think. Uh, one of the things that really made this show great for me was getting to see the Japanese fans and how, not only how they reacted to things, but how respectful they were. <laughs> you know, the polite claps uh, from time to time. You mean you didn't hear any CM Punk chants in the crowd today? What's that? There was no CM Punk chants, huh? No, no, not at all. I didn't <laughs> I thought I saw a couple people wearing CM Punk shirts, though. So yeah, uh, his, he's he's still very much respected, at least among some of the the Japanese fans. But uh, yeah, I appreciated the crowd. I think more than anything, and it was it's very nice to see Finn Balor get that championship live. Um, and certainly, I think going forward, WWE should try to do more paper or special events like this and in international markets. I mean, how often do people in England and other places have to watch, you know, stuff like WrestleMania and other pay-per-views at odd times of the day? So I think it's only fair that occasionally us folks here in the United States have to do it, too. Dr. M, let me feed one more question off of you specifically, because I know you've done a lot of travel. You've gone to to England, you know, on different occasions and everything. You are huge, huge on that country. Um if WrestleMania was to ever be in England, I don't think it has been before, um, do you think that would be a good look for WWE, just as a big-time Mania event? Oh, certainly. I think uh, a WrestleMania that happened in England, there's no doubt it would, would sell out, if not come, you know, maybe a few seats from selling out. It seems like fans, just from kind of Twitter, especially around WrestleMania season, fans are always kind of, wondering when will WWE ever pull the trigger and do a WrestleMania there. And obviously there's some logistical issues with that because the U S is WWE's strongest fan base. And so, um, you know, some logistics in terms of time, but, uh, I certainly think there could be the possibility of a WrestleMania in England. And I think the fans would be very passionate about it and appreciative of it. They could do it in that yeah. Olympic in that Olympic stadium too. That from the last summer yes. games, it'd be a perfect oh, yeah. spot. Yeah. I know they've talked about going back to Canada again because I was in Vancouver last summer and that they had the Winter Olympic Stadium where the Whitecaps play now. That place is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And and just to just to pick off you, uh, Doctor M, I thought the fans' respect from Japan were awesome. Even the ribbons that were being thrown into the ring for the NXT Championship match, which is a, a tradition that they do for world title matches, it was just so awesome to see. And I, I'm pretty sure if you're Kevin Owens or you're Finn Balor, just to have that going on right now as the marquee match and have them all throwing in that into for the NXT title, not even the world heavyweight title, it just brings so much respect to to you guys as wrestlers about what you put in for the work in Japan um, and how you're internationally known. I, I thought that was great. Um, if I was to give a grade on this uh, pay-per-view or special event, whatever you want to call it, I would give it a 7 out of 10 just like you, um, Aaron. But I, two changes. Also, like you said, it, you got to look at it as a house show. And as I think about it again, when you were talking, 
that main event with John Cena and, and Dolph Ziggler tag team, it was basically like what they would do at a house show. Um, but as far as that NXT title match, that made it have a pay-per-view feel. Um, so I would give it a 7 out of 10. It wasn't perfect, but it was still a good enough to see that it was worth my time getting up in the morning just to witness that live, and I thought it was great. Uh, one moment I want to also add is the silly moment of the of the match, in which a silly moment is what I would call, or a silly moment of the pay-per-view. The silly moment is basically something that was very funny to me um, in the pay-per-view, and I don't know if you guys caught that, but if you saw when Bad News Barrett was coming out to the ring, that was probably the quietest you saw the Japan crowd was throughout the whole night. Mm. And a couple of times they panned it on the fans, and the fans were looking like, why are we watching this dude come out right now? <laughs> Who is this dude? Like, I, I thought that was just very hilarious. Like, if I could have a freeze frame of what it looked like on that and how the fans were just looking at Wade when he was coming out, I, I, I thought that was hilarious. I've got something to add to that. Then, then insult the injury. Swerve comes on, and the first gimmick is bad new bears. And they're yes. like, "Yes, <laughs> who's this guy?" Yes, you know, I have, a, I have a silly moment, even funnier than that. So it's funny that we haven't even brought up Brock Lesnar at all in 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 this uh, segment. But when Brock Lesnar came out, first of all, I thought it was kind of weird without saying without saying Paul Heyman. But I, I got over it pretty quickly. But you know. And Brock paces left, he paces right, and then uh, he kind of hawks up, and then he gets some pyro. But today, looks like they were cheap on their budget and decided to give him no uh, dust or uh, mist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not feeling the intensity at all right now. <laughs> right, no. I mean, and, and even the promo before the match seemed like he was trying to build up, oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar, you know, this is about to be awesome. And it, was, it just fell flat so hard. And it's nothing against Kofi, I guess. It's nothing against Brock Lesnar. But it just made it a glorified squash. And I wish it could have got some longer time and I, it have been a better match. But You know, you know what? I don't even uh, I don't even 100% agree that it was a big squash. I mean, Brock was going to be dominant. We know it. But we've seen traditional matches like this forever. We've seen, like, Ryback when he first came. I mean, even going back to Goldberg, undefeated streak. Yeah. Like, uh, it's always good to see the, the little the, the little guys put on um, a good display of effort in the beginning of matches before they ultimately lose. And I thought Kofi did a great job, which is why I say, you know, this is probably the confidence and why they booked him with Brock because Brock didn't look dangerous in a, in a sense of health-wise, like, you know, hurting him for real. Like, everything right. was, was uh, everything was good, was goodly executed. And, you know, I, I think he put on a, a good, safe, health, healthy match. And they, they definitely put over the fact that Kofi is speedy and fast. Like, he got out of a lot of precarious situations early in the match, like you said. Um, and he even, on that first German, he landed on his feet. But then the one after that, oh, that looked kind of brutal. His, his, like, feet crumbled over the top of his body. <laughs> can I can I put over one silly moment, though, from the, the show that I liked? Um you talked about the tradition of what they do for title matches over there, and they had the streamers and stuff. And then the the two geishas or whatever came in with the bouquets of flowers, and Kevin yeah. Owens took his and chucked it up in the entryway. <laughs> that was great. I was just like, oh, my gosh, he's trying not to get through security today at the airport. <laughs> I just like when heels aren't afraid to be heels because there's not a lot of guys anymore who are full-on heel all the time. I think Seth yeah. Rollins does a good job of it, and I think Kevin Owens is doing a pretty darn good job of it. 
side note, Aaron, when we was coming back from the Dominican Republic from our wedding, and, and Dr. M, I didn't tell you this, uh, Two Chains, you probably hear this for the first time. Uh, my wife tried to bring a coconut back through the airport. Oh, no. Saying, you know, how he like, chucked those roses because he didn't want to bring back through the airport. We literally got everywhere up to we got the BWI, and then we had to fill out the forms like, did you bring anything back? And she was so upset. We was honest. We told her we had the coconut and everything, but she was so upset because she could not bring that coconut. She was like striving to find the best coconut all day long, oh. every day. To bring it back, and we could not bring that back. So that just made me think about that. When you say, That's funny. Because he wanted to get back to the airport. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys, any any other uh, any calls that we could probably catch up on your sleep? Any other any moments that you think we should add about this uh, special event that was worthy that we haven't got to yet? You, have you guys looked at the results from the live event? Uh, I did yesterday. Yeah, I did. So I mean, when you consider that, um, you know, just kind of builds on um, today's show. Kind of, kind of makes sense. You look at uh, remixes of matches from yesterday to tonight. So a little bit of that makes sense because yep. you know the same people are just being uh, flipped around. But I don't know. The car looked like a little bit more. Look like it could have been a little bit more entertaining. Besides, we got the Beast Incarnate today, but mm-hmm. you know, and I thought it was cool that they um, kind of like made this pay per view kind of like based around his promo, which is which is which is a good thing. I think he's, I honestly think he's the WWE biggest draw, even though ultimately Cena is. But you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something. Something I was texting earlier to you guys too. I want to definitely say something about this. It's just like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely been a big Chris Jericho fan from the days I hated him to the days I liked him. But I've always been a Chris Jericho fan, and uh, it was really good and heartwarming to see him execute the walls of Jericho, how he originally used to execute it in uh, WCW with you know the one knee in the back instead of just the full on crab because I just. I just at one point I just was just like you're taking the intensity out of his move because the walls of Jericho and the balls of crab are completely two different moves, and although the crab looks like it could could hurt more, um, just the, the style of um, the walls of Jericho is just something I've always been keen to since originally seeing him wrestle. That's very true, and even paying homage to him and his time during Japan too. I think he kind of owed that to the Japanese fans too. Um, just thinking about for his win and how he won, like you said, with that Walls of Jericho, that classic version with the one knee. Um, it just pays homage to him during this time in Japan, too, because Jericho was really, uh, did spend a lot of time early in his career in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. So that was very good to see. And he's made notation of that on his podcast and other forms of media, too. So I thought that was very appropriate. Uh, any other uh, parting thoughts, guys? I think Finn Balor is going to be the eventual heir to the top babyface spot in WWE. I just go on Triple H's Twitter account and look at how much he put him over today. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the video packaging they did the last couple weeks, you know, not every guy gets that treatment. I think he's right. going to be a big star in WWE. And the other point I wanted to make was if you're not tired of getting up early and watching wrestling this weekend, for those of you that have the New Japan World subscription, uh, their Dominion pay-per-view is going to be tomorrow on the 5th. And the main event's going to be AJ Styles versus Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. So that should be pretty good to watch, too. Nice, nice. Dr. M, did you have any parting thoughts? Uh, I, I think I would just uh, reemphasize what 
you guys said earlier um, about Kofi Kingston and my my respect for him continues to grow um, as of late. I mean, can you imagine flying all the way to Japan knowing that you're going to get suplexed around the ring by Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, and obviously, you know, that's what he's paid to do, but I just want to reemphasize that my, my respect for him continues to grow. That's a great point. Excellent, excellent. Well, guys, we'll end with this uh, on this happy 4th of July edition to everybody again. Good morning, because uh, everybody's still fresh waking up. No sun's rising, you know, this way in the United States. So everybody's still getting their breakfast going on. So take a listen to this as you get your breakfast before you head out. Make sure you eat uh, eat well, drink uh, plenty, but make sure you drink safely. Um, if you're messing with the, any fireworks, you want a chance to see any fireworks, make sure you be safe with that and enjoy the time with your family. And we'll see you guys next time. Enjoy, everybody. Just real quick, everybody, for a friendly reminder for those of you especially who are new to our podcast, you can catch all of our episodes. Um, check them out on our Twitter page. We'll always put the links up. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll never miss an episode. Even better yet, subscribe on iTunes. Just search Big Gold Belt. And you should be able to find us on the iTunes podcast store for free. And we are also featured on WrestlingOpinion.com. You can go there for great wrestling editorials, opinions, news, match of the week, interviews, etc. WrestlingOpinion.com. Again, those of you that are new to our podcast, we do a midweek episode and we do a weekend episode, so you get two a week from us. Always try to stay on top of current content. That's why we have this review of the Beast in the East special out for you about within 60 to 90 minutes of the conclusion of the show. So do make sure you check us out. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group, all that good stuff. And have a great and safe July 4th. This has been another production of the Big Goat Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. Email us at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.